if there's one thing that we learned from last year is that it was okay to pare things down, to skip certain events and to say no. And no is one of the toughest things for many of us to say. I mean, it's a little word, but wow, is it one of the hardest to say? This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us here on the Mom Squad Pod. We are talking about stress today, something that every parent deals with, especially this time of year as we're leading up to the holidays and the holiday season. And it feels like we're kicking off all of the uh, pressures of the holidays a little bit earlier. So I'm bringing in Dr. Susan Albers, a clinical psychologist with the Cleveland Clinic to help us with our stress management today. Susan, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. This is, is there added pressure this year? Do you feel it like as somebody who is leading up to the holidays and hearing all of the news that we're putting out there about, you know, shipping delays and everything like that? I always say holiday stress is a little bit like air plane turbulence. We know it's coming. It's inevitable. And we just have to hold on until we get to the other side of it. And this year is like no other in that we know that that stress is coming, that emotional turbulence. So we have to hold on and find ways to get through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, What factors do you think? Uh, I think about holidays and there's, there's something about it. It should be this happy time. And I think we all think it's going to be magical, like we're living in a snow globe and everybody's happy and we eat cookies all day long, but then there's something about it that we just end up super stressed about about certain things and certain dynamics. What do you think are the triggers? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of triggers during the holidays and you make an excellent point is that we often have this expectation that the holidays are going to be merry and joyful. And in reality, that is not the case. So being honest with yourself about that is key. We back up to last year. One of the major stressors was about safety and germs and getting together with family about connection. Fast forward to this year, The themes that I'm hearing quite a bit with my clients and even in the news is about grief and loss and the stresses that are coming in regards to access. We are hearing a lot about difficulty getting certain toys and um, the supply chain, as well as even food. Food is anticipated, our traditional holiday foods such as turkey and pumpkin are anticipated to either be gone or difficult to get. And whenever we experience any kind of sense of deprivation or an inability to get something, all of a sudden, not only do we start to want it more, but sometimes we even panic a little bit. It can be really stressful. And then last year too, um, I was actually really sad when, you know, the CDC and, and doctors are recommending stay, stay in small groups, only your household, do zoom holidays. And what I look forward to most is seeing my siblings that I don't get to see throughout the year. And, and, you know, I, in my mind, I, I throw this big, you know, Christmas carol type of a Christmas day, you know, all the food and all the family and all the big gifts. And we didn't have that last year. When I finally went through it, I was thinking, okay, you know what? The intimate Christmas was actually a little nice. You know, it was very yeah. low stress. It was actually, we pared it down and um, it, it was a, it, it was pleasantly surprised. We'll put it that way. But then this year, 
now we're back into the family dynamics and uh, you start to hear stories with, you know, well, this person wants to have this holiday. Well, this person doesn't want to do that. And you start to get the, like the deep seated family stress. What is your recommendation for anybody who has like that, you know, those family, I think any family has the family dynamics, right? They always say there's one in every family. And, and so it gets a little bit more difficult with the tug and war too of like in-laws and you got to go spend time with this part of the family and that part of the family. Yes. We have a lot of internal stresses and external stresses during the holidays. And those external stresses are often things like family members, spending money, going out of our routine, um, getting less sleep, those external things that are happening in our, our lives. Sometimes we don't have a lot of control over the internal aspects, such as worry, anxiety, depression, expectations. We have control over that. So this is the perfect year to really focus on what I call three things, three M's. And the first is minimizing. If there's one thing that we learned from last year is that it was okay to pare things down, to skip certain events and to say no. And no is one of the toughest things for many of us to say. I mean, it's a little word, but wow, is it one of the hardest to say? Even with my clients each year, when the holidays are approaching, we practice. We practice saying the word no, standing in front of a mirror and literally saying it out loud. Because when you are not able to say it or you him-haw, people often push past it. So minimizing this year, keeping it really simple. One of the uh, philosophies in psychology that I really love is called the love languages. There's five love languages. And one of them is gifts. Sometimes we feel loved when people give us gifts, but that's not the only love language. Often uh, people feel loved with words of appreciation, sending someone a nice note or a gift of active service. So offering to babysit or cooking some meals or helping with a task. So one way we can minimize is to think about someone's love language. We don't have to buy them a gift, but think about what works for them and find something that really matches for them. One of my best gifts that I ever received was from my sister. She made a recipe book and it was all my mom's handmade recipes. Didn't cost her a cent, um, but it was such a wonderful gift that I use today. So one is minimized. Second M is mindfulness. Being mindful of what you're eating and what you're sleeping because eating and sleeping can really affect our stress level. So making sure that you are eating in a mindful way, not overeating, because sugar is one of those things that, that kicks off our immune system and makes us really struggle. And then the last M is movement, making sure that you're moving. That's one of the best way to pump up your serotonin level and to make sure that that stress hormone, the cortisol is low throughout the year. So focusing on those three things could really help minimize some of your stress level. I love it. And let's go back to minimize for a second, because um, I think in terms of thinking of like the, the financial, you, you talked about, you know, the gifts that don't have to be financial. So you kind of have control over how much you're actually spending, but you still have to spend money, which can be a stress or the, again, the family dynamics, like avoiding, I always thought it's wrong to avoid somebody or a certain situation. You know, you don't want to say, I'm not coming. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to that party. 
because I don't want to run into aunt so-and-so who always gives me a hard time. I always feel like with families, you have to face it head on, but do we? I mean, do you avoid the family party that stresses you out or the family dynamic that stresses you out? Or do you approach it in a healthier way or, or pump yourself up in some way? Last year, many of the holiday events were canceled. And think back to last year of what was your emotional response? Were you saying to yourself, great, yes, this is fantastic. I have a relaxing time. Or were, did it cause a lot of stress? Were you feeling grief and missing those family traditions? That was a very telling red flag to you and a message. So if you were saying to yourself, you know, this felt great to avoid some of the, the toxic family relationships or stressful events, I would say take that as a message and use that information this year and really honor that. And we're remember, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. It's, it's okay to say no. It's okay to skip events that you feel are very stressful. Some of the things that are helpful if you do choose to go and you do know that it can be a very difficult family dynamic is to set up the environment. When you go to something as simple as where you sit at a holiday table can make a significant difference. If you're not sitting next to the person who likes to stir the pot, this can be a very helpful um, activity. Also avoiding some of the political conversations. I know this has been, the past couple of years have been very stressful. And there are certain topics that just ignite a lot of emotion. We can steer clear of those coming prepared with some small talk or some fun family games or things that it can help to distract from that. Mm. Also, one of the things that I find is that uh, during the holidays, we experience a lot of uh, food pushing. I work with people who struggle a lot with emotional eating due to stress during the holidays. So being prepared with some things to respond to food pushers who are very well-meaning, but they want you to eat all of those holiday foods. So things like um, some funny responses or education about um, no thank you. You know, our stomachs are only the size of our hand. I can't fit any more in there. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do to prep, to go to some family events, to be ready and prepared for whatever might hit us. These... Um... I feel like the, the issues, the family, toxic family dynamics, or maybe somebody feels like they just can't stop spending. How much of this is a deep seated emotion where, you know, maybe it's something that happened in childhood with a family dynamic and now every little thing sets them off or, you know, just the, do people realize that they have more of a spending addiction than they thought, or they're, they're trying to compensate for, you know, trying to make everything magical. And so then they overspend and then it's a roller coaster. Like how much of that plays into the holidays? Yeah. With families, often there are deep seated family dynamics, complex dynamics, as you mentioned. And so, for example, one of my clients last year came in and talked about um, this very epic argument that her family had over a Christmas cookie. Who ate the last special Christmas cookie? This erupted into World War III. But when we peeled back the layers, what we really realized, it wasn't about the cookie. It was about the family dynamics of the power in the family, um, who was the favorite child. All of these things came to the surface. So if you're having conflict in your family, take a moment to pause and ask yourself, what is this really about? 
because often it is a much larger issue and not one that you're going to tackle. So oh, if you're fighting about the cookie, let it go <laughs> because it's not really about that and focus on larger issues. You can also, you know, if if there is a stressful event, you can practice, do some role playing of how to respond to some of these complicated family dynamics or even call a therapist. They can help you to walk through it. One of the most important things also I say for the holidays is to be mindful of social media, that often we are seeing these very glamorous pictures of people with lots of presents, happy, together with their family, food. And we have to remind ourselves that this is a snapshot, a curated snapshot of what a holiday should look like. This may not be the reality of it. We don't see behind that lens. So if you're scrolling through social media, be mindful that if it brings up some emotions of you know, jealousy, resentment, or grief, pay attention to that. Maybe it's time to turn it off or, or um, focus on the present and being really present in on what is happening. But we can get very caught up in those images on social media. And I think that also plays into something that I feel like we talk about every year and we should be prepared for, but I don't know if we're ever prepared for the high expectations that we set for ourselves around holidays, whether it is with a relationship or maybe it is with, you know, I expect my house to look like uh, the nutcracker and why don't I have, you know, the sugar plums dancing through my living room. And then the reality of, of what actually takes place, how, how can we break out of that cycle and really prepare ourselves? Um, and is that disappointment adding to the stress? Yeah important to know what your triggers are. Be really mindful of what brings you into a jolly, happy, merry mood and what can drag you down. I think one of the misperceptions that people have or are not as familiar with is the grief that sometimes gets stirred up for people around holidays. And as you said, those expectations of what it, what it should be like. Um, particularly around holidays, we miss the people that we've lost in our lives more than ever. It can be, it can be really tough. Also, I think what is important is to get your mind really ready and anticipate what some of these stresses are going to be. For example, um, I walk my clients through what is called kind of a mind makeover, trying this mindful meditation where they just close their eyes and imagine the stressful event that's coming up. You know, maybe it's a interaction with a family member and Imagine what they will feel after this event in five minutes, five days, five years, and five months. And sometimes that really shifts it into, does this really matter? Is this something that I need to get stressed about? Will it really impact me in the next five years? And it kind of just shifts the frame around, around your mindset. There's also some really important things that you can do to take care of yourself. During the holidays, it's dark early. A lot of people struggle with seasonal affective disorder because it's dark and it's cold. So really preparing for that. One of the best things you can do is load up on vitamin D, which is something we don't get a lot of during the winter months or during the holidays. Uh, you can do that through um, uh, vitamin D rich foods or sitting near a window and getting some light in the, in the mornings. Um, you can also boost vitamin C. When we are stressed, our bodies get worn and torn by that stress. And so our immune system takes a hit. Vitamin C really helps us to get through those stressful times. So vitamin D, vitamin C are key during the holidays. I was going to ask because I, 
every year we talk about, oh, you got to take time for yourself. And as a parent, you're thinking, well, I've got, I've got gifts to wrap and I have to do this and I have to bake this and I have to run this to the neighbors. Um, do you notice that clients are following that direction? Are we actually taking time for ourselves and doing the self-care when it, when it comes to like keeping the stress levels down? Self-care does not have to be elaborate. And I think that's one of the things that uh, prevents people or stands in the way is I think it has to take a lot of time or a lot of money. So with my clients, I focus a lot on things that are tangible and easy to do that are not expensive. So for example, um, just even having, and sometimes it's little tweaks. Instead of having your cup of coffee in the morning, one of the things that I love is cinnamon tea. Remind you of the holidays. It's calming, it's soothing. And also cinnamon has been shown clinically to help to regulate your blood sugar. So if there's one thing we need during the holidays is to help to regulate our blood sugar so we're not eating all of those holiday treats. So it can be really simple, easy things. It does not have to be really elaborate. Um, another one that I love is again, holidays can be cold and chilly putting some clothes in the dryer, putting them on, heating them up, wrapping in a blanket. Some of these calming, soothing activities can go a long way and they don't take a lot of time, but they're important, important for reducing that cortisol level, that stress hormone that we experience that puts us in that fight or flight mode and really keeps us in this hyper vigilant state during the holidays. You mentioned movement earlier. And, um, you know, when I think of, Oh, take time for yourself to manage stress. I'm thinking, Oh, well, I got to go to a yoga class or whatever, but I don't have an hour and a half when I'm trying to work and take care of kids. Um, does it need to be an hour? Does it need to be like, what kind of movement benefits us and, and what kind of time frame should we be thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. Would a yoga class help? Yes. But do we have time for it? Not always. One of my easiest three minute exercises is what I call laughing yoga. One of the things that helps to boost our serotonin level is laughter. And I really like this idea of yoga laughter. So one of the things you can try, if this sounds like you, that you need, that you can even do with your kids is what I call the ho, ho, ho meditation. And just close your eyes and you can do three Santa Claus like belly laughs. And this is a really simple, if, if you try it and you try it with your kids, I guarantee that they'll laugh, you'll laugh, and you'll get that serotonin going. It can be some really easy things. The nice thing about the holidays with movement is that there's so many options. You can go ice skating, you can play in the snow, you can go for a hike. I mean, there are so many ways in which we can move our bodies, even walking to the mailbox to send off some of your holiday cards. That counts. Any kind of movement is going to help with your stress level during the holidays. I'm just thinking too. I, um, last year we, we did sledding, you know, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm one of those where it starts to get dark. It's cold. I'm not a big fan of winter. If I could pick seasons, I would pick winter last. I just, I know people love winter and I need them to share their secrets with me. And so then it's like, okay, let's be happy. Let's go sled. And it's like getting the boots on the kids and getting the sleds in the car. And in that moment, like leading up to it, I'm thinking, this is going to be great. And then in that moment, I'm going, why did I sled? And then afterwards, I'm happy that we did it. Right. But is there anything that, that you recommend, like when we're in that moment of like, we can feel the heat rising all the way up through our face of like trying to get boots on and kids start fighting and, and you're thinking, this was supposed to be fun. Like, is there any way to calm down while we're in that moment? 
Yeah, there is nothing more stressful than looking for gloves or getting kids dressed. By the time you're there, you're sweating. You know? right. so, yeah. So I think being present and in, in, in the moment, the best that you can, taking some nice deep breaths, trying to, to calm and be present. Because often, sometimes our, our um, not really experiencing of thinking too far into the future or our thoughts, I want to say our thoughts, um, we can either, they can either help us or hinder us. And what our thoughts are is it's if negative thoughts can be like pouring gasoline on the fire that they just ignite into taking us into a negative place. So being really mindful of your thoughts, as you're saying in the middle of it, of reminding yourself that this is going to be a great opportunity and that on the other side of it, it's something that you're going to really enjoy and enjoying the process. I mean, as, as stressful as it can be, putting on those boots and gloves. And it is, it is part of the process and something that I think we really learned a lot from the pandemic last year of that. There were a lot of traditions that, that stopped, came to a screeching halt and we missed them. And even the ones that were kind of annoying and frustrating, we missed their presence in our lives. So I think that's something to keep in mind is that if this was gone or not an option, we, we might miss it just, just like we did with the pandemic. And I do want to talk about, because it has been a really tough and strange year and a half. And, um, there are, there are things that happened that may have pushed people toward a, a darker place or a stress level that is starting to lead to depression and anxiety. So how do you recognize that it's getting to a point where maybe you need some extra help or it's not just stress anymore. It is something that maybe you need to seek professional help for. We've been under a lot of chronic stress for the past year and a half. And our bodies are not really built to withstand or sustain that level of stress. Hopefully by this time, you found some ways to cope with that level of stress. But if not, that's understandable. And if you've had any pre-existing depression, trauma, anything like this, the pandemic was really a trigger for many people. So some of the very big red flags that you might be struggling this year is when your everyday living functioning is off in some way. The two key aspects that I often look at is, are you over or under eating? Is your eating appetite impacted in some way? And the second one is your sleeping. If you're not sleeping or you're sleeping too much, these two things often impact your daily functioning and are big red flags that you may be struggling. If this sounds like you, it's a good time to reach out to a counselor. They can help you to walk it through it or even your, your primary care physician. They can give you some really good tips on um, what to do. We can often feel that wear or tear from stress when it's ongoing and over time. So it's, it's it, after this amount of time, it would start to pop up and show up in your life. Before we go, I do wanna ask, I'm always interested. You've mentioned a couple of little things that you like to do to manage your stress, but if you were like just having a, a day where things are piling up and you're feeling overwhelmed, what is it that you do, Dr. Susan Albers, to calm down and get your stress level down? What is your go-to? Always, it is connection. Connection is really what I think and working with people each and every day in my office is what I've really come to learn is healing. It helps us to vent. We turn to connection for cheerleading. That's one of the things 
with the pandemic of why we struggled is because our connections were really severed. So on a day that um, I just feel like I need some stress relief, um, I call my best friend. <laughs> we have a chat session and it really helps to relieve the, the stress. If she's not available though, I'm a, I'm a strong proponent of movement, particularly because we get stuck in our heads and that is what causes a lot of stress. When we move from our head into our body, not only is it distracting, but it gets those feel good chemicals pumping. And it, it's for me, it doesn't have to be any kind of cardio or even sweating, but really just some, some sort of movement is helpful at the end of the day. Great advice. Also, I also like a little baking therapy. I think baking <laughs> therapy can be really, really fun. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, chocolate cookies, chocolate chip cookies fix everything. I, right. I don't think anybody can be upset eating a, a no. chocolate chip cookie, even and the gift, dough. Gifting them. There's nothing better than doing some baking therapy, yeah. wrapping up those cookies onto different plates and giving them to people. It's True. instant happiness when you present people with cookies. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Oh, Dr. Susan Albers. Thank you so much. This was all such great advice. I think that everybody needs a, a little dose of it here or there, whatever it is that, that is that trigger and the high expectations and the holidays and all the stressors. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for tuning into the mom squad pod, where we talk all things parenting. We will see you right back here next time. Thanks for listening to Mom Squad Pod with Maureen Kyle from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.